You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Tuesday, day after the Pelicans drop a heartbreaker to the Philadelphia 76ers at home by one single point. Oh man, this one really came down to it in the end. We're gonna we have a lot to talk about this, particularly the absence of Anthony Davis in the fourth quarter. But before we get to that, we need to talk about some things Danny Ferry said before the game to Jen Hale, and then we've got to look at some things Jason Tatum said, some maybe encouraging things Jason Tatum has said. So we're gonna go quickly through all this today in this podcast. You can hear my voice is still not back yet. I'm trying to save it so that we can continue throughout the week. So this is gonna be a lot of fun because there were some good things said you saw a good performance from the team and they lost can't ask for much more than that so let's cover it all in today's edition of locked on pelicans so before the game jen hale spoke to interim gm danny ferry and got a lot out of him this is nice to hear the pelicans front office speaking to the media shedding some light on the current situation and just giving you some insight into what's going on the type of transparency hasn't really been around this team for a number of years now so even in his first couple of weeks kind of being involved or really two weeks it was good to see him step up and kind of get out there and face the media and just talk about some things which is important and first of all jen Hale actually clarified his role. It sounds like he'd been basically working for the Pelicans five days a month here in New Orleans as a consultant before this. Now, though, full-time that he's the interim GM. And basically, when asked about the goals and what this team wants to do going forward, he said one thing, simply compete. Yes, they have a focus on the future. They're planning on scouting the upcoming draft for free agency and getting all of that in place. But they also want this team to be competitive out on the court. They are in the business of winning basketball games. After all, even if it kind of conflicts with tanking that the team might be looking to do. So he came out and said that you want to see these young guys go out and compete and play. And that was essentially the message. They've got some things to kind of change here. They've got a lot of just day-to-day work to do to prepare for the upcoming offseason, which is going to maybe be the biggest here in New Orleans. And that's what they're just simply looking to do. Going out, competing, playing hard. You haven't always seen that with this team over the past couple of weeks since the Anthony Davis trade request. When when he's out there, it is a completely different kind of mindset. The team looks sluggish. I was convinced that, you know, playing him more was going to lead to more wins because he's just such a transcendent player, Anthony Davis is. I think I'm walking back on that now because you don't see it when he's out on the court. He, This team looks entirely different. And last night's game against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers is kind of a great summation of that. Philadelphia 76ers were up 17 points in this one, but the Pelicans started to erase that in the fourth quarter where Anthony Davis sat for the entirety. They ended up losing 111 to 110 after a last second shot by each one more was barely blocked by Jimmy Butler. I don't even know if you want to call it a fall block, though I'm sure he's credited with it because he just barely got the slightest of touches on it and that was enough to kind of mess it up and not make it go in. 
But this was a strong showing from the Pelicans in the fourth quarter, and you have to be pretty pleased with all of that. So good on this team. It's kind of rare that you see them really rise to this occasion, but they've been doing it more and more without Anthony Davis. In the fourth quarter alone, you had Drew Holiday scoring six points um, while putting up two assists. You had Julius Randle with four points, four rebounds. Frank Jackson with four points, five rebounds for him. Stanley Johnson got in on the action, hitting a three, and they just shut down the Sixers offensively. Basically, the Sixers, who put up 18 points in that quarter um, after putting up 31, 34, 28, dropping to 18 points, a good performance from them, was rough, and that was because of the defense. Just the intensity ratcheted up. And with Anthony Davis out on the court, you've got to wonder if that would have been the case, and I think that's a valid thing to ask. Late in the game, kind of a sad moment. One of everyone's favorite players right now, Boban Marjanovic, went down with an injury, couldn't even walk off by himself. Kind of sad to see. Uh, for the 76ers on the night, Tobias Harris, 29 points, 10 rebounds for them. He was a great pickup at the trade deadline, particularly if they try and re-sign all of that young core that they have. Those four or five guys, they can be a very scary, not deep, but top-heavy, very good team going forward. Ben Simmons had an amazing dunk in this one, kind of showing off. He finished with 14 points, 12 rebounds, but just to assist, the Pelicans did a good job of limiting the ball movement for the Philadelphia 76ers. On the flip side of that, Drew Holiday, 22 points on the night, 7 assists, 5 boards. Julius Randle, 19 points, 14 rebounds. His rebounding had been low over the past couple of weeks, so this was good to see. He was able to kind of move inside. The Boban early on made it pretty difficult for these guys to work. You saw Okafor particularly struggling with that. He was 2 of 5 from the field just under uh, 20 minutes again. Played 17. Just 6 points for him. A little bit disappointing there. But man, that size and length of Boban made it very difficult on him. Kenrich Williams, 2 of 6 from the field. Only 2 rebounds. 4 points. Didn't hit a 3 in this one. That's been... He's starting to come down back to earth a little bit more over these past couple of games. But showing some promise. He played 26 minutes on the night. Frank Jackson in 19 minutes of action. Still struggling to shoot a little bit. 2 of 8 from the field for just those 4 points. Did have 6 rebounds as well. So at least he's trying to kind of contribute to offensive boards as well. as active under the glass, which is a good thing to see from him. Alfred Payton with 10 points, 14 assists. The Pelicans had on the night 29 assists. Anytime they get over 25, things start to look pretty good. So disappointing end result of the loss. I think people would have liked to have seen this, but they were a fun team out there last night. By the way, check Diallo after two monster games. Eight points, five boards. Again, the size and length in this Philadelphia 76ers team is very good. It's just difficult to deal with. The Pelicans had their best offense when they were running. 29 points in the fast break. Anytime Philly had a turnover, they were getting out and getting after it, finishing with 23 points off turnovers on the night. So kind of playing their style of game, maybe a little too late in the year. They're obviously not going to make a huge playoff push here, but kind of what you want to see from them, and should this team keep Alvin Gentry in the future, I think you're going to see that they can play the style of ball that he wants and still be just as effective, particularly if they get a good return turn from Anthony da for Anthony Davis next year, which might include a guy like Jason Tatum, who we're going to talk about in just a second. So before we get to him, though, there's a big night of games or two big games in the NBA tonight on TNT. You're not going to get a chance to watch both of them, hear the breakdown, know what went on in it. But I am, and John Corrales of Locked on Celtics is, and we're going to break it all down for you. Boston, Toronto, you also have Oklahoma City and Denver, two big East and West Coast games. 
got to know what's going on. Best way to do that is the Locked On NBA podcast, Monday through Friday, bringing you everything you need to know going on around the association. So make sure you listen and subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast. So we're going to do this quickly as my voice is going. Sham Sharania spoke of the Athletics, spoke with Jason Tatum. And Jason Tatum's got a list, too, of teams he would like to play for, uh, just like Anthony Davis. And his actually includes one other team. Tatum's list is all 30 teams. He doesn't really care where he plays, which is kind of nice to hear that he's potentially knows he's going to be traded to New Orleans, maybe, and is willing to not be upset about that. A little bit different than Eric Gordon, some of those other guys from the Clippers when they came over. And I think that is just like music to Pelicans fans' ears, given everything that's gone on around Anthony Davis. Tatum said he would, quote, play for anyone, end quote. And I don't think, and he said, you know, he doesn't worry about all of that. I'll play basketball anywhere, uh, Tatum said. I'll play for whoever wants me. That's my job. I know I can't control any of that stuff, so I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Trade talk doesn't bother me. I'll play for anyone, end quote. That's perfect. Just be a professional. Go out and do your job, which is what this is. It's not like they're, you know, only playing a game and it's like pick a ball. You can just kind of do it wherever. It's they have a job to do. And they want to go out and do it, and that's kind of how people need to treat every job they have and approach certain things. You want to take control over it, sure, that's one thing, but you still need to act like a professional, which is not what Anthony Davis did whatsoever. Tatum also seems like a pretty confident guy. He says, quote, I <clears throat> as you can hear, I'm like dying. It says, quote, I know I'm going to be an all-star. This It wasn't this year, so it will be next year. There are definitely certain guys that are able to achieve things at a faster rate than others, and I know I can be one of them. No one puts higher expectations on me than myself. End quote. This is good. This is what you want to hear. One, having some confidence in the league, never a bad thing. And yeah, I think when people look at him, they think he has a much higher ceiling than Brandon Ingram. Ingram who's playing pretty well right now and is putting up some serious points for this Lakers squad, but it's not translating to wins and maybe doesn't feel as impactful as it could be. But still, Tatum looks to be the one with the highest ceiling. So if he can make an all-star team sooner rather than later, ideally here in New Orleans, that would be a great, great thing to see. So nice to hear that he's open to potentially playing here in New Orleans. It sounds like he would like to be the centerpiece of a team, which he's not going to be with Kyrie Irving there in Boston, so or Anthony Davis there in Boston. So there's opportunities for here him in New Orleans. I have no doubt they would welcome here him here with open arms. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Hopefully I get my voice back. And, of course, as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.